Welcome to season three of our Parallel Paths, a future for my loved one with a disability and for me. I'm your host, Jerry, Dr. Geraldine Arango Dilly, and this podcast is about just what the title says the parallel paths of family members, certainly parents, sometimes siblings as parents age or pass on, and their loved ones with intellectual disabilities. I'm a parent myself, and I always have questions. Our Parallel Paths is about creating a promising future for our adult family members with an intellectual disability and a promising future for ourselves as that role of parent, family member, caregiver, whatever, evolves alongside them. Because there's more than one path, more than one future to talk about. And that's why we're here. Some remarkable people share their stories on our Parallel Paths, and I really hope that the stories and wisdom resonate with you and give you ideas and hope for your future. So for this episode, I kind of went back and forth about whether I should give you an update on my story since my March 2023 update episode. Like, is another episode updating episode worthy? Am I worth interviewing again? Doesn't it sound like somebody talking right now has issues? Mm? Um, It's been a while, though, since I've shared a little update about what's going on at our house in our life, our our house slash condo. And there has been quite a bit, and some of which is inspiring episodes for this season. You know I'm a parent, and as I say, I have questions. I'm still talking to families on this podcast, so I guess that makes me someone I can interview. First of all, we are doing okay, Nick and the family and I, and I hope you are too. Some changes have taken place since I last shared about life on our end, and some things are the same, like I still cobble together work as an educational consultant, as a teacher, as a podcast host, and as the common law employer and power of attorney for all things Nicarango, which takes up a good bit of real estate in my brain. And, you know, some things are different and deserving of new attention, which frankly generates podcast topics for yours truly. So here's a change. Nick's sister, Courtney, slash Izzy, depending on who you are talking to, left the Navy. The official term is she separated from the Navy. This past June, after six years of service. So mom is now free to exhale. (sighs) And to thank her for her service to her country. Courtney's a busy young woman anyway, with her little family and all those pets. Thinking about Being a sibling is certainly on her roster, certainly on her radar. Navy joke. Um, But so is raising her preschool daughter, finishing her education. And like she and her little crew, this is exciting, moving north, closer to us. Yay! I am so blessed that she and Nick are close. And that though her late father and I never said 
He's yours when we die. She embraces a commitment to her brother that I truly feel blessed to see in her with everything else she's got going on. And I'm glad her husband Shane is on board as the two of them understand all of this today in their busy lives as they transition to their next adventure. I continue to seek out siblings for my podcast because they're on the parallel path too. Nick is doing pretty well, which here it is. It's like sometimes I think it's way too much the gauge of how I'm doing, of my self-worth. Hence an episode entitled Individuation, a.k.a. What Do You Want? With social worker, parent, and advocate Melita Olson. Is, is Nick doing well because of me? In spite of me? <laughs> With my support? Or something else, some combo? Does it make me a bad parent if Nick or Courtney struggles? Frankly, did my own parents take it personally when I struggled? Is that a a generational thing, something that's developed through the decades? Does it transcend disability? And in, in short, what is with all the hovering? Melita offers some really great thoughts on this topic in that episode. It's a really good conversation, so I hope you'll find it and give it a listen. Because here's the thing. Um, it's Nick has had a bit of a, a bump and is just now getting back, I hope, to doing okay. There have been some struggles. And, and you know what? There's a part of me that blames myself. Ugh. We experimented, first of all, with remote supports earlier in the year for about three months. We had the house hooked up with all kinds of technology and sensors and a two-way visual system to talk to him so that we could try this grand experiment of Nick being home alone for an extended period and also to be able to be alone overnight, just one night a week. All that tech, though all those sensors, the two-way stuff, whatever. It just did not work for Nick, and it did not work for us. We had a hard time letting go. Um, And sometimes the technology just plain didn't work. I'm not sure, in hindsight, that it was maybe just a bad fit for Nick's level of need. But... You know, I don't want to throw a company under the bus because of our experience. Or maybe, or maybe, the company itself really kind of was the not-ready-for-prime-time players, if you are old enough to remember the Saturday Night Live first seasons. The grand experiment of remote supports was an epic fail at the condo. But I'm glad, I think, that we took a chance. Because... It has been just about impossible to hire overnight staff. And all we wanted was weeknight coverage. We ended up going with a home health aide after the remote support stuff, because we're all like freaked out. One of the home health aides lasted and is still with us, and she's lovely. Two did not. The aide who lasted was the one who caught Nick in the middle of a tonic-clonic seizure, one of those whole-body events, 
something that has not happened to Nick since 2003. The aide heard a thud, she said, upstairs, and she found him out of his bed, having fallen on the floor in status epilepticus, as he had been so often, so long ago. The aide did all the right things that no remote support could have done. She provided comfort. She called 911. She called us. And Nick is back on seizure medication, something prescribed in the emergency room. So the first week was super grogginess, falling asleep at work, falling asleep, being just out of it, as he adjusted, I guess. And that segued into some aggression, as in hit your staff, having never done that ever, smash your phone, your favorite thing, aggressive. And so this particular medication, I thought, maybe this is not a good one for Nick. So when we came back for our follow-up neurologist visit, the neurologist did ask, has he had any seizures? And I said, no, because I, no one has reported them. I have not seen them. And that's all we've got, you know. And so when I asked him if Nick could be taken off of the medication, he said, yeah, you know, um, because I personally believe that the seizure was triggered by, and this is just Dr. Jerry talking, um, too aggressive of an increase in thyroid medication. That's my hypothesis, and I'm sticking with it. Um, and so now the wait begins. One week with no nighttime dosage. The next week, taking away the daytime dosage. And now there's nothing. I hope Nick never has another seizure. Surprise. I mean, I get to hope that. And I need to believe that no one was at fault. It just happened. We don't know if it's coming back or if it was a one and done. It's just a crappy thing that happened to my young man. And if it happens again, I guess we'll go from there. And I personally am going to ask for a different medication. Finally, my dear husband, Michael, has taken a level of interest in future planning that is, frankly, so Michael, and frankly, so needed. Really, really. Er. Um, he had questions and was not getting quite enough answers from me. Like, what happens when Nick turns 26 next year and is off of my, Michael's, health insurance? Well, we learned that, and it's okay. Just got to know, be ready for the transition. When do Michael and I truly retire and start collecting our Social Security? Since the answer is not as simple as it seems, go figure. No surprise, I guess, too. Being disability is involved. We're learning that, too. And, of course, what happens when I die? You know, because Nick's biological dad passed nine years ago. Michael could start a post-retirement career if he wants one, or maybe a podcast, answering questions like these for my friends and me <laughs> and everybody else. Actually, that post-retirement career seems to have started already. As uh, one of my parent friends tells another of my parent friends who tells another of my parent friends that Jerry's husband is pretty savvy on this topic. 
but I still have questions. And I have a podcast, so I'm going to keep trying to address those. And uh, maybe, Michael, you want to chat on the microphone? We have a good season coming on our parallel paths. So thank you so much for taking a few minutes to listen to my little update today. And thank you for joining me on our parallel paths. I hope that you will like and follow our podcast. And I really hope that you'll return to listen and learn more from stories of people like you and me and our loved one with a disability on our parallel paths. See you next time.